As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is an Unspoiled Network podcast. This is Unspoiled, covering The Dresden Files, Book 7. Deadbeat. The last four chapters. I forgot to look up what numbers they are. 40. There we go. <laughs> In these chapters. Well. Welcome to Unspoiled. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Natasha. I'm Rashawn. So what did you think, lady, of this, uh, this finale? Well, it wrapped up much quicker than I expected. Yeah? I mean, I knew we only had, you know, it's four chapters, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what is it, 15 pages, maybe? Is that it? It's super short. Like, it, chapter 40 starts on page 477, and... All right, maybe it's like 30 pages. And then it ends to be on like page that. 517. I was listening to the audiobook and I was like that that was way more than like 15 minutes yeah. of But but it's fast though. I mean, it's thir- four chapters, but it's like 30 pages. That's short. Right, true. Um but yeah, I mean it it's done. <laughs> um you know what? I I feel it wasn't that it wasn't great, mm-hmm. but it it just and I don't want to say it was rushed, but I do feel a little slightly let down. How so? I, I will th- not I will not be mad at you in any case. Please just tell me what you mean. I think <laughs> um, I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> <clears throat> it, it, it wrapped up. It made sense. But, like, the thing with Morgan, we'll start with the most, the thing that it starts with, right? So right. when the chapter opens, it's Morgan um, trying to murder Harry. Right. Because he's, he's seen, or he thought he saw Harry um, kill Lucia. Right. So th- it starts like it's going to be a pretty intense thing. And it is for, like, a second. And then Harry decides that he is just going to sacrifice himself. Right. And let Morgan kill him and hope that his death curse is enough to take out at least Gravain. And um, 
then at the very last second, it turns out that Lucio's not dead. Right. So I don't have a better way for Harry to have dealt with Morgan, but her not being dead, I felt like, oh, oh, that's a little, mm. (laughs) why is that? And I think it's because one of the things that we've talked about so many times with these books is that oftentimes Butcher doesn't do the thing that you get in so many other stories. Ah, okay. And this felt very much like something that I would get practically anywhere else. You know, this situation isn't as bad as this, this, this no win situation is one because the stakes weren't what you thought they were. Hmm. I didn't love that. Even though, and I'm going to contradict myself, I'm tickled pink that she's still alive because I love that character and I was hoping that I would see more and more of her later in the books mm-hmm. as we go on like maybe some Harry Dresden Warden adventures. So I was glad that she was she's still around, but it just felt like, oh, that's a little bit of a cop out. But but okay. Okay. Um and then which, which, what should have been amazing, which was the Bob save, mm-hmm. I didn't really love that either. Okay. Um, and again, it's going to sound like I'm contradicting myself because I'm a big Bob fan. <laughs> you know, and it should have been the moment where Bob, <coughs> excuse me, comes back driving Sue. Right. Should have Should have been like a really kind of epic moment. And it just kind of fell sort of flat for me. Was it because it felt rushed or? It, because it felt rushed because I understand that he even makes a point to like explain it to us for those of us who are slow. <laughs> but the minute Cal puts down Bob, that sort of um, releases his sort of control over him. Right. And it, and, it, and it it gives us the window that Harry's able to use to sort of communicate with Bob. But Bob, but but Harry is doing a lot of talking to Bob, and I reread it twice because I was like, was well, he just is it telepathic? But no, he's talking to to Bob out loud. Yeah, with a knife to his throat. Yeah, why wouldn't she tell him to shut the fuck up? I mean, she could, but then she'd have to kill him because I, I think the thing. And and this is where I my argument is that it's really that it's rushed. He she could tell him to shut the fuck up, but she has no leverage because they've already argued that killing him right now would be a bad move. So he knows that he can get away with it and she's not going to do anything. I feel like if she see that's that's where I I push back because and this this is a stretch because I don't know if she understands. I, it seems to me that she should understand what's happening, that, that Harry is trying to communicate with Bob to have Bob interfere with what's going on. Okay. So it would be in her best interest to keep that from happening. Now, if she can't shut Harry up by just um, threatening his life, which she's already doing, if that doesn't have any weight because Harry realizes that she's not going to kill him, she can pick up Bob. Hmm. She can kick Bob like he's a football and punch <laughs> him over out of the circle. <laughs> but she doesn't have to just stand there and let this thing happen, which seems like it would be at the top of her list of things to do, which is not let this thing happen. Maybe she doesn't know how he works. So that's that's so this is what I'm thinking. Like maybe she doesn't understand the ramifications of what happens if if Harry's able to make this connection with Bob. And that I can't I don't know. Like does she understand it? Does she, does she not? I don't mm. I don't know. But um so yeah. <laughs> Um, I think this is one of the first times, too, that an ending has left me a little, like, you know, a little, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, it's not, it's not great. But this 
book was so good. And I think this is the first time where he has just had so much happening. Yeah. Right? There was a lot going on throughout this entire book. So many moving pieces that he just kind of maybe ran out of room, you know? And it was like, oh, shit, I got to I gotta wrap this up. Right. As much as I can, because I have, like, more stories to tell. Um, so I'm not going to hold it against them, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Jesus, he even remembered to go back and bring Mavra back into the story. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> he even remembered <laughs> in his own book. Right. So, but, uh, so, yeah, Th- those are my thinking on the for the for the whole, all of the chapters. Okay. I don't think that you're being unfair. Like I my main feeling because this is the thing that I really was struck by like rereading this is that it does all feel rushed. Like from when he gets grabbed to when Bob starts in with fucking Sue, I was like, "Oh, really? Yeah. Already? Okay." Mm-hmm. Um so that was the main thing to me was that like I feel like that could have been a more, <coughs> as you put it, epic moment if it was given some more space. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's like Harry has just talked to Bob like a half paragraph before that. Mm-hmm. And you don't get given the time to even worry. Like, exactly. Like the last thing he says is he kind of sees Bob going up with all the other spirits. And he says there's a moment where Harry's like, Bob's not going to be able to help me. Right. And then he's here helping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the going up with other spirits is so vague mm-hmm. that you're not because he he says something like, oh, he must have gotten sucked up. Um, Like, so that was the end of Bob. And we know as readers that that's not going to be the end of Bob. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that a character that important and powerful is going to get wiped out by accident in this moment. Right. So uh, the only, like the only way to get us to believe that is to have Harry really like see that and have an emotional reaction and freak out a little. And mm-hmm. he doesn't, he just goes, well, I guess he's gone and mm-hmm. moves right along, which you could argue maybe would be realistic in the moment that like, he's that distracted but it doesn't like there are so many moments in these books where harry in the in a split second moment we get four paragraphs of his inner thought process before he does something even Mm -hmm. though the time that's passed is really brief it's still him making all of these connections really 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 quickly so I do. I don't think that it was. It would have been outside the realm of possibility for Butcher to make that a more convincing moment just for a second. Yeah. And then you know, if Bob turns up again, have it be a second. Like, give it a little bit more room. Have have all of this sort of happen earlier. Um. I don't know. So yeah, yeah I agree see, with you on that. And that's the thing too. Like I, the. I can say the critique, you know, it feels very rushed, but then I'm like, well, but when else would he have been able to put this in? Like, he just didn't give himself enough room mm-hmm. for this part of the story because I don't know, did I want to see the thing with Bob happen before the whole thing with Lucio happened? So then did like, you know, but then how would that have worked? Right. Like he, you know, he, cause he runs into them one at a time. First he runs into corpse taker in the last chapters. This chapter he runs into Gravain before he, you know, and Cal is the last one he gets to. Mm-hmm. And it's already been established that Cal is the one who has Bob. So right. how would that have worked if we had seen Bob earlier? You know, I guess it wouldn't have, but I wish that he had found a way to make it work so that there had been a couple of chapters, maybe like one chapter or two. Where you're just like, well, shit, I guess Bob's really gone, you know? Yeah. Or or at least not going to help us out right now. <laughs> like, maybe Bob made it safely back to the apartment. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, but he's not here for this fight. And then have him swoop in. 
I'll tell you what. I knew that we didn't have time for Morgan, but when the chapter opens and Harry is dealing with an enraged Morgan, I could have read a little bit more of that. Enraged Morgan's pretty fascinating. Because this was, I had no, Harry calls it earth magic. Mm-hmm. And the shit that he's doing. Yeah. I, yeah, I was here for this. That was some serious shit. And uh, all Harry can do is run. <laughs> <laughs> and climb up a tree like a fucking scared bear. Do bears climb trees? Scared bear. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other animal that climbs a tree. Oh my god! Blanked. Um. Did, did you say what was it? You said a scared bear, and then you said do bears climb trees? Yeah, yeah. they climb trees. Yeah. It, yeah, for a second I wasn't sure, but then I was like, I've, <laughs> I've totally seen that. I got confused because I think I read somewhere once that like if a bear is chasing you to climb a tree to safety. But bears climb trees, so that's terrible advice. Yeah, I think that like. They don't climb super well. Um, and so if you, like, get a tree that's really, uh, what's the word? Like, not going to hold both of your weight, they won't pursue you up there because they realize that. But that's really putting a little bit too much trust in the idea that a bear is going to stop. <laughs> and consider the weight. You know, holds. yeah, like, because, like, once they realize that the the tree is tipping... Aren't they going to be like, oh, perfect. You're going to be right near the ground now. I got you. Like, I would think. Because um, I know that, like, tying your food up in hang- and hanging it from the trees doesn't always work for that reason. That they climb up and push it down. Like, you know, if there's more than one bear, well, if they can work as a team. team you can't yeah. Win. Yeah, you're outmatched if they're working as a team. <laughs> oh, my God. What are we? What are we doing? <sighs> So, um, oh, you know who else I enjoyed? I enjoyed Ramirez. Oh, is he great? He's pretty fucking good. <laughs> um, he was so good, guys. For a second, I got paranoid and was like, this guy isn't who he says he is. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, for no reason except that he was, the, he was just too enjoyable. I kept thinking it was a trap. That's um, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you seem a little bit too entertaining and capable, so I, f- I feel like that really reveals yeah. something about your life. Like, Rashawn, is that what you thought about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and I rip off my mask. The end of a I'm trying to think of <laughs> who is somebody terrible that I could have been this whole time. Practically of, any other white woman. I was about to say like <laughs> sidewalk Susan or whatever the fuck. One of those. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's not do that right now. Um, yeah, Ramirez is really funny. Um, he fucking kills Gravain. Oh Which God. is like, I had forgotten that he gets a kill like yeah. Ravine and right out of the gate. It's amazing too because he takes his head off and then shoots him in the head. Yes, <laughs> and, double tap. Oh, it's so good. And it's um okay. So he gets to ride on the back of Sue with Harry, and he is having the time of his life. <laughs> He really is. He's like living his very best life. <laughs> he tells Harry, everybody, he says, everybody who lets me ride on her dinosaur gets to call me Carlos. <laughs> Which I love that he says everybody or he's like, because it makes it like, I've got plenty of friends who have dinosaurs and they all yep. get to call me Carlos. Yep. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but he's just full of like, you know, snappy comebacks and jokes and uh he has this fucking line he says that I shouldn't laugh at where he says um he asks if Kumari is is pretty oh yeah and then he's like cuz I could just use my Ramirez charm on her but I have to be really careful with that because otherwise I might end up in bed with an ugly <laughs> <laughs> and I should not laugh at that <laughs> but I swear to god I laugh so hard 
Oh, and Harry has this moment too dealing with Morgan before we get to Ramirez where he finally realizes that Morgan doesn't have a personal vendetta against Harry. Yeah. He and he he compares him to being like a burned out cop. Yeah. You know, someone who was very principled and sort of a zealot who after decades of just seeing the very worst in everyone become bitter and enraged. And he also says this doesn't make him like him any better. <laughs> yeah, right. But it just um changes the way he sees him. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the moment where he realizes that <clears throat> excuse me, he can't argue with Morgan. He can't convince him. Um he can't beat him. So he's just going to let Morgan kill him. Because at least if everybody has Morgan, they -hmm. still have a chance of stopping this whole thing. Right. And fucking Harry in this is like, oh, and also when he kills me, I'll use my death curse against Gravain. Mm -hmm. Like he is prepping his death curse to help them even as he's like going to die, which is really baller. Yeah. In its way. It's um, it's like a. It's funny because he he refers to Morgan as being a kamikaze, but what he's planning is the most kamikaze mm-hmm. thing in the whole fucking book, which is he's gonna kind of turn himself into a bomb, you yeah. know, and let his death take out one of the you know one of the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and he like lays down his staff and just stands there, but instead, um. Ramirez shoots Morgan in the back of the leg and blows his knee out, Yikes. which ended up being kind of bad <laughs> <laughs> for like the overall game plan. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I get what he's doing here, but it is right. kind of like one of those. Oh, <laughs> well, all yeah. right. But uh, and so it turns out that Ramirez had uh, heard Harry trying to convince Morgan what happened, and because he's already decided that he kind of likes and trusts Harry. Um, based on like reputation and what he'd seen Harry what he'd seen of Harry at an earlier when Harry was at the White Council a couple books ago mm-hmm. he decides to go after Lucio and he does a soul gaze and confirms that that's her in Corpse Taker's old body right um, and then Lucio starts talking <laughs> and tells Morgan to fucking stand down <laughs> And uh, then that whole crisis is averted. Yeah, what did she think of that uh, body snatch dealy? Like, we knew that that had happened, but now that she's going to live. That's weird because she's in this whole new body now mm-hmm. of who knows who this body belongs to. Yeah. But it, I guess it's hers now. <laughs> and um, I think because it did never occur to me that she she was going to live i hadn't thought about it but now that we know she's alive i guess i was a little surprised that she has to stay in this body and they can't like turn it back yeah i guess um yeah i guess there's no one doing that or maybe there's magic that can happen later at the council or something but but it sounds like this is just what it is now Mm mhm what a that must be weird (laughs) (laughs) now remember i had told you about um some people were getting irritated at how much we brought up the descriptions of women in Mm -hmm. these books Mm -hmm. and i had some people you know making the argument like there are there are some unattractive women in the story and yada yada this is an example of what makes me angry because Lucio was a badass older woman. And now she's just in a young girl's body. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what this girl looks like. She's like got like curly brown hair and dimples and she's not like super hot, but she's like cute. Mm. And it just bugs me. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Like, but- We just can't, you know, like, uh, we've had a couple of women who were specifically described as not being that attractive, one of whom 
winds up dying and it's an honorable death in sacrifice to her friend um the half troll mm-hmm. uh is it myrtle what is her name um i know it starts with an m uh it's gonna drive me nuts and oh and then there's a uh, dumpy joan who winds up with the porn director Mm-hmm. And nobody ever considered that he was in love with her. Because she because... was just so not, you know, unremarkable. Yeah. And this just like, you know, the the emphasis on appearance with like, it just feels so one-sided. We don't have like, and I understand that it's the the point of view of Harry. If a man is not attractive... Chances are Harry's not always going to be like, wow, dumpy dude, huh? <laughs> you know, I I understand that. But it's really hard to not be irritated when there's an oh, like an older, severe woman who's really tough and has like earned her stripes and has iron gray hair and this sort of like, I always imagine her as being like Madame Hooch mm-hmm. from the Harry Potter books, um, from the movies. Rather. That's good. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm good. saying? Yeah. And to have her picked up and put in a young woman's body. Yeah. It just bums me out. Like, I would have really liked to have a woman that's not in in the, like, in the camp of the other cuties. Right. I, I think, guess. too, like, when I say that I look forward to Lucio as, as seeing her in the coming books, I... I'm still thinking of her as the way she was introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that if we do see her in the future, it doesn't become like a shtick that, you know, she's this grizzled, experienced, you know, warrior who has to, you know, the people are seeing as this cute, dimpled little girl, you know, um, and that she doesn't get taken seriously as she used to, or that she has to like compensate for her appearance. Um, I hope that isn't how it goes. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I, I do. Yeah, I can't obviously can't say anything. About oh that, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, I get what you mean. So yeah, I just wanted to like. I, I understand people being irritated with us focusing on that, but I just really can't not. Like, it feels like a, an extremely legitimate criticism. Mm-hmm. And I understand that maybe this sort of thing doesn't stand out to other people as much or isn't as important to them right. as it is to me. But it's the kind of thing that as I have continued to podcast and cover more and become more sensitive to, like, specifically how men portray women when they write, it's sort of at front and center now mm-hmm. you know and i wish it wasn't because i don't want to, to view everything through this lens it's no fun for me either spoiler alert but it's there you know and i <laughs> that's just all there is to it and right. and we can talk about like well there have been other unattractive women yeah and they're not around they last for a book. Right. The hot ones are around. And they stay. A lot of the time. And so uh, far. it doesn't feel like that's accidental. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm imagining, you know, say this were something that was serialized for television or something, right? Mm-hmm. You would literally have an actress of a certain age portraying her. And then she would get replaced, mm-hmm. you know, like what that that's what's happening. Um, yeah. And that would suck, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, you know, you can't have her on screen for too long. Nobody wants to look at that. Let's see. What, what can we do about this as they wave at the, her whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, so she convinces Morgan that it's really her and he stands down and then they um, they regroup. Uh, Butters is going to stay with uh, Lucio and Morgan, who are both injured. Butters is going to... Butters wants to get into the fray. 
Yeah, you know, how about he's, that? he's about that life now. Mm-hmm. But he has to stay back, and it's Ramirez and Harry and Sue that go in for Gravine, who right. is surrounded by his horde of zombies, but he's upgraded. And these zombies are a little bit sturdier than the ones that have been outside of Harry's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry says that it looks like they could have been saved if there had been a snappy EMT on the scene. That's a good line, isn't it? <laughs> I really like that one. I enjoyed it too. <laughs> um, and Sue really does make light work of it, but she is becoming like more bloodthirsty by the moment. Mm-hmm. And Harry's having trouble controlling her and, and directing her. And finally, he has to just kind of be like, well, I'll lean into the bloodlust. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they get to Gravine. And um, like you said already, uh, they jump off of Sue and Ramirez ends up killing Gravine. Because Harry is like on the bottom of being dogpiled by a bunch of zombies. And I'm pretty sure he gets bitten as well. Though it doesn't seem to mean anything. It's not yeah, like, well, it's I not like Walking a, Dead. Yeah, there's no infection <laughs> happening. Yeah. Um, and then finally, they end up facing uh, Cal. And uh, he's the last man standing. He's, you know, fucking doing the thing with the vortex, the dark hollow. It's all coming together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he puts Bob down, and that lets Harry get a chance to get in Bob's head. And then Bob comes in on Sue. Um, on Sue. In Sue. In Sue, that's right. Yeah, she's in um, And that, like, disrupts the whole spell. Harry gets a chance to knock Cal on the head with his staff. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Like that the spell's disrupted. The whole thing's like a, a wash. And Harry like passes out. Yeah. Harry's uh, tapped. Yeah. It's a. Uh, um, what happens to the cow? Because we don't see them. Right. Like and even Harry asks, like, are we sure that they're dead? I'm trying to find the exact spot. You're going to kill thousands of innocent people, Kumori, yada, yada, yada. Um, Bob winks at him, which is hilarious mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> yeah, he turns his like, orange eyes real quick and then turns it back to blue. <laughs> um, Tyrannosaur Bob let out a bellow and swiped one enormous talon at Kumori. Cal's apprentice was tough and competent, but no amount of training or forethought can prepare you for the sight of an angry dinosaur coming to eat your ass. <laughs> she froze for the briefest second, and I turned, shoving away from her. The knife whipped against my throat, and I felt a hot sting. There was no more time. Uh, I flung myself across the grass, gripped my staff, and swung it like a baseball bat at Cal's head. The vortex abruptly screamed and filled with a furious red light. Blah, blah, blah. There was more sound and blackness fell. Yeah. That's it. When he wakes up, he asks them. He asks, I think it's... Well, when he first wakes up, the first thing he sees is the fucking Earl King. Mm-hmm. And he's tickled. He is amused by all of this. Yep. And he kind of just gives Harry a pass because he appreciated his... uh, What did he say? arrogance (laughs) (laughs) he says um and you please me with your calling of the old hunter um but he tells him you know be careful because next time i see you in these streets it's one (laughs) right yes um and then so so that takes care of the earl king which was a big concern because it was pretty clear that regardless of how this worked out with gravain and cal and corpse taker and the spell Harry was going to have to reckon yeah. with Earl King, right? And that was a thing was looming pretty heavily over the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. But even this turns out he's like, meh, it's fine. Yeah, I feel you about it's that. It's fine, you know. So, and again, I don't have a better suggestion. I don't know what Butcher should have done. I'm I'm not a writer. I don't know. 
But I'm just, but again, it just felt like, you know, it was a lot, a lot of buildup for something that just ended up being like, oh, you wacky mortal (laughs) gave me a chuckle, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I think that, like, it's not really an excuse, but I, I think it's important that so much of what, what Butcher does is play the long game in a lot of these so like some of them are not going to have the same like explosive ending mm-hmm. but this one was literally explosive but you know what i mean right right um because he's having to leave so many doors open right and i think that's a little bit of like a a hindrance as much as it winds up being some of what you like about the story well, yeah, because I, th- you know, like, I feel like the Earl King is something that we might possibly see in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously he can't just kill Harry now. Or could he? Or you know, he? I mean, like, you know what? Like, I have been saying more often than not that I, did, I knew blah, blah, blah wasn't going to happen because Harry can't die. But I'm starting to feel like that is not going to necessarily be true forever. Why is that? Because the the longer we go, I'm starting to wonder if we will have a situation where Harry does die, but then somehow comes back. And I'm not sure what that looks like. So a Buffy situation. Spoilers. Possibly, possibly, yeah. Something along those lines where I don't think he'll be reanimated like a zombie. And I don't think he'll necessarily, like, become a vampire. I'm not sh- But, you know, when magic is on the table, mm-hmm. and in each book, Harry becomes more and more powerful. And each book, it seems like he, his foes are more more powerful. Like, each, yeah. each book is bigger, you know? And the, the stakes are higher, and the type of magic that seems to be at play is bigger. Like, this book was almost like making making people in the gods, you mm-hmm. know? So, I'm wondering how... Like, I feel like it can't be too long before we get to a point where the magic is so big and so expansive that it that life and death become things that that aren't, like, final, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know really what that looks like exactly, but I just feel like, I feel myself, like, opening up to that possibility. Um, do you think that would have anything to do with the coin? Well, that's the thing, too. Like, that is something that's in play now. And you know what else I thought about? It doesn't have anything to do with this book, really, but, but it has to do with the coin, what is Harry going to do when he sees Michael next? What is he going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Harry hasn't fully accepted the coin, but he has accepted a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the sort of thing that Michael will know just by being in Harry's presence. Will he be able to tell? Um... Or is it a secret that Harry will have to keep from them? And if so, for how long can he pull that off? Um, does this, this Harry having the coin and having this, even though it's very, you know, tentative uh, cooperation with Lashiel, does mm-hmm. that automatically make Harry sort of an enemy to Michael? It kind like, you know, it kind of, a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want. I don't want that. Yeah, but that. But that's for a later book. <laughs> a part one question that I have always had, um, at this point in the story, what I was asking was, okay, so Harry doesn't want to take up the coin, but he has her an impression of Lashiel in his head. If he doesn't want to take up the coin, just give it to Michael. Like, tell Michael to come get it? Yeah. Out of the basement? Like, when they beat the hell out of what's-his-face, they took the coin and, like, put it somewhere safe. 
I don't know why he didn't just do that in the first place. This is my question. Like, if you really don't want it, then you really don't want it. Right. Well, he tells us, though, like, well, his other him told us, Did you, boy, you always knew you wanted that coin. Mm-hmm. Don't even play. You knew you wanted this fucking coin. You wanted it to be available to you in case, like, just in case things got bad enough. Um, and that's why you didn't tell nobody to come get it. But see. Yeah. What does he say on his grave? Because there's a whole thing, too, where he when he finally has to um, give Mavra the book that he he take. I love how he takes the book off of the Gravain's body or is it Cal's body? Um, It's Cal's body. Cal's body. Sure, yeah. And he's like, but he makes sure no one's looking like who the fuck is around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he like takes it, you know, and sticks it in his pocket so he can give it to Mavra. And this confrontation they have, where he's all, "If you threaten anybody I love again, I'll murder you." Yeah, but he still gives her the book. Yeah, why? I don't really know why he still does that. Like, I don't understand it either. I guess because he's back to worrying about Murphy again because everything else has been taken care of. Like before, it was like, "Well, I can't give it to her because she'll become a dark goddess." But now, the you know, the Dark Hallow, I guess, can only really be performed at Halloween. But, like, you know, a year from now, she's just going to show up again. So, and, and like, he, he comes on so, you know, I'll be the worst thing that ever happened to you. I'll hunt you down and whatever. And she's shook. So, he could have just... She's shook, un- like, she isn't at first. She's shook once he's, like... Oh, no, I will find the power, and I do not care yeah. about right and wrong after he, a point. Doesn't he tell her he has the fallen, like one of the fallen at his disposal? He doesn't specifically say that. He just says, like, I have a demon. Uh, like, he phrases it. I'm trying to, let me find it. Um, do, do, do. Personally, I'll pick up every weapon. Okay, here it is. Um. Oh, yeah, here it is. I've got... No, you're right. He says, I've got a fallen angel tripping all over herself to give me more power. Queen Mab has asked me to take the mantle of Winter Night twice now. I've read Kemmler's book. I know how the Dark Hallow works, and I know how to turn necromancy against the Black Court. So once again, let me be perfectly clear. If anything happens to Murphy, and I even think you had a hand in it, fuck right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Now this all this this whole big declaration is after he's given her the book and she's given him whatever these incriminating pictures are. Right. So I guess you could say, well, he has to give her the book to get the pictures. Right. I guess. But um I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this is the thing that um that Owen really has a problem with with this book. He likes this book, but he doesn't consider it one of his favorites because of this part. Hmm. Is her, him, like, caving to Mavra and being at the same time, like, well, you can't do this again. Yeah, but you did exactly what she asked you to do. Yeah. yeah. So, like, why is... You You can threaten her all you want, mm-hmm. but she knows it worked, yeah, so... why wouldn't she try it again? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that, that this is... This is... Doesn't feel quite right to me either, this whole thing. Um. Like, he could have just choked her out and took the picture (laughs) but okay it's fine it's fine do we know what these pictures are did she tell us at the beginning of the book i can't remember um he sees them and they're all of murphy like going about her daily business oh no wait no it's not going better they're all of murphy and they're of the um the vamp fight where it looks like she's just shooting fucking civilians with like right a, that's right because okay. they're Renfields and gotcha. you know thralls okay. and whatnot. Okay, all right. So that big standoff happens, and you know she disappears, and then he has this moment with his father. Um, and they talk about the death curse on Harry, mm-hmm. and uh, about be, being afraid to die alone. Mm-hmm. and how Harry's grave says he died doing the right thing and his father gives him kind of a pep talk you know mm-hmm. says you know, everything isn't just black and white and even though you did this thing and it, you know you made this sort of you took this help 
that doesn't determine who you'll ever, you know, who you are or who you'll be. You still have a choice in that. Right. You can still choose to, um, I guess, be a good person. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, and his dad tells him that everybody dies alone. So... Don't he says feel bad about everybody that. dies alone, but it doesn't mean you've got to be alone before you go through. And believe me, you aren't alone on the other side. I guess that's sweet. And that's when Harry says, really? Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't really know anything about the other side. And his dad just says, cross my heart. <laughs> so I guess that's that's good to know. Um, I don't know. But that's my own shit. I'm not going to get into all that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the general statement of you're not alone on the other side could really be taken any way you want. You know, like, because he's not clear about what else is happening on the other side. Like, he could be like, you're not alone on the other side. And then his eyes glow red and fangs extend. And you're like, oh, God. It could be a whole bunch of people that Harry killed waiting for him on the other side. That technically qualifies as not being alone, but it doesn't make it a good situation. But uh, but since his dad is trying to comfort him, I guess this is supposed to be good. Um, and then finally Murphy comes home, and her arm is broken. So yeah. what was well, she is it, getting into? Is it broken or she's got a cast on it? I mean, I. Let's see. M- Murphy showed up yeah. to chew me out for the wreck. When she saw me in bed covered in bandages, she stopped in her tracks. It, it says uh, she has a cast on her left arm as if for a broken wrist. Oh, yeah, there it is. And he thought he saw the edge of a bruise on her neck. Yeah, what do you think? Rough sex? I don't know. Mm. I mean, I guess her and Kincaid could have got into some, you know, some shit that popped off in Hawaii but they didn't go there for that (laughs) so yeah I have no idea um I guess they accidentally ended up dealing with some shit I don't know I mean I don't know I don't know I've got nothing guys I really don't know (laughs) um hmm well interesting (laughs) um so she's like weird yeah she doesn't want to tell him there's also uh thomas who had been gonna join up and everything missed it all like her bike didn't work or something he couldn't get there in time and like you didn't even notice he was missing right Mm -mm. that's not just me like you're just like oh right i forgot he was supposed to meet him there exactly i just remembered that he was supposed to get a message to them at the hotel i forgot that he was supposed to show up for the fight oh bless him <laughs> um and let's see what else um, uh everybody goes back to his apartment years. lucio and um morgan and then the some other white council people come some healers come to take them off somewhere he has a moment with morgan where morgan kind of begrudgingly <laughs> admits that harry might not be a despicable evil person He's just right. arrogant and dangerous and undisciplined. <laughs> so it's like the worst apology in the history of apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're malicious. I just think you're dumb and bad at things. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. I don't think you're dangerous because you're evil. I just think you're dangerous because you're inept. <laughs> but I cannot in good conscience condemn you for it without you giving... Without giving you some sort of chance to prove me wrong. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be in charge now while Lucio recovers. And he tells Harry that um, he can't undo Harry becoming a warden. Like, that's just the thing that it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not going to be uh, sending anybody to help Harry. And also, he admits they can't spare anybody anyway. Right. But he does say that Ramirez has basically requested to uh you know 
to run Los Angeles. Yeah, to run, to be like in America, to be like around. Right. Um and uh do you, what about when Harry takes out a penny to drop on the floor after Morgan apologizes? Oh my god, to check to see if gravity is still a thing. He's <laughs> such a fucking pain. And he ass, gets a check. How about yes. that? <laughs> the mm-hmm. war, being a warden is a paying gig. Yeah. Which really surprised me. Same. And like he says, it's not like, you know, it's uh, not a fortune, but it it makes it's enough to make him blink in surprise. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. good news. Right. Considering that he does still need to try to keep some of his bills paid. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Butters brings him a guitar. And there's a moment where Harry's able to perform some magic with his hand. Yeah, with how his, about um, that? Yeah, his bad hand. So that's promising. I like that moment. Yeah, yeah. And he tells Butters, actually, you're, I think you're a pretty good healer. And Butters says, you think so? And I glanced at the warm, steady flame of the candles and smiled. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice way to end it. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. Because Butters is the MVP. He really is, guys. He's like the Neville Longbottom of these books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good description of it, though. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like, that's just really giving me so many ideas. And <laughs> crossover, like, illustration ideas and whatnot. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, Rashawn has proven guilty in hand, everyone. I do. I got it today. Yep. So that shit's going to be starting. And like, as much as I have a really special place in my heart for this book, and it's in many ways my favorite, proving guilty is super good. Oh, good. Super, super good. And it probably objectively is better than this book. So I'm very excited about it. Oh, wow. I'm just always excited about these pretty much. So <laughs> I don't, there's like one book that we have yet to read that I remember just being kind of like, okay, well, <laughs> and it might, there, there's a lot of times where I feel that way reading something on my own. And then once I start to discuss it with somebody, I realize that there's a lot more there than I really gave it credit for, you know, you have any interest in telling me which book? No, I don't want to Ooh. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I am hopeful that like once we get there, at least even if it doesn't make me necessarily like the book more, that it will give me some different appreciation for it. Um, because it really is like when I re-listen to a lot of these, which I do frequently, yeah. that is not one that I go back and re-listen to. Mm, I think I've only listened to that audiobook like twice. Um, and and what's the next one called? Proving guilty. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> what could that be about? What do you think? Any any guesses? Do you want to put something out there? Proving guilty. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it does have something to do with the coin and Michael and all of them. I mean, it could be something completely. It. I never do well with these titles. I don't think I've gotten it once. <laughs> I'm trying to think like yeah because Dead B what was the one before this Blood Rights and that was obviously like Harry finding out about Thomas mm-hmm. Um, but of course you know we think it's like black magic or something <laughs> Um, so yeah I guess not yeah so I don't know it sound. I mean it's on its face it sounds like you know, a trial of some sort. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to be accused of something and will have to, you know, defend themselves. And if that's the case, then I can't think of anything other than, uh, unless, I mean, my first thought would be, Harry, some of Harry's choices in this book seem like this, that's something that could have him dragged in front of the White Council. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, they wouldn't dare after what just happened. Because you know, they can't afford to lose anybody they right They can't now. afford to lose anybody, and, like, they didn't have anything to offer. And, yeah, he broke, you know, necromancy. He kind of tried to wiggle through on that very small little loophole that he found. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to 
to try to bring him up on charges for that just seems like it goes against everything we just read. Right. So the only other thing I can think of is the coin and whether or not it becomes known that, that he has it and he has, you know, accepted help from last year. But you know what? It's going to be something that has, doesn't have anything to do with any of that. It's going to be something that I did not think of and never saw coming because that is how it goes. That is true, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm so excited. Ah! Oh, what ah. if it has something to do with... Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking... Good talk. What if, what if it has something to do with the Murphy and those pictures and all that shit? Like, what if it's... What if the next book is more focused on Murphy since she wasn't in this book hardly at all? Interesting idea. Um, Maybe... Maybe not something as literal as her getting in trouble for the pictures, but but maybe Murphy related. You know what I'm realizing, actually, is that there might be a short story that happens between this book and Proven Guilty. So I'm going to look into that tomorrow just to double check that there's not something that we want to stick in between. Mm, okay. Um, because there may be. So because I feel like this is around the time in in the like grand scheme of the story that stuff begins to happen for other people. Cause a lot of times the side stories are, uh, other POVs. Um, although most of them are still hairy. So I will have to look into that. Oh. And if anybody wants to offer me some insight on that, feel free. I know a few of you have gotten in contact with me in the past about that, but it's been a while and I get a lot of messages, so it's hard to find things after a little while. Um, so on that note, you can message me on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash unspoiled pod. You can hit me up on Twitter at unspoiled show, Instagram at unspoiled podcast. Uh, the email address is unspoiled podcast at gmail.com. If you want to go the, uh, traditional route and the website is unspoiled podcast.com. Um, somebody mentioned the other day, like they messaged me on Twitter and they were like, do you know your website is a sporting goods website? And I was like, what? <laughs> and it turns out they were going to like my old, like personal website. And since I'm changing my name, it doesn't like, I let it lapse because I wasn't going to use that name anymore. But, uh, they gave me a real good scare. Cause I thought something happened with my website <laughs> again. Cause that is a fucking theme for me. Um, and we don't have any new reviews on iTunes. So, uh, I guess nobody likes us nobody and nobody us. listens to us. And, uh, we can just go straight to hell. So good to know. And thanks everyone for hating us so much. And being so committed to hating us too. Hating us so, so much. It's just palpable and we will cuddle it and suck its warmth. I really don't know why I phrased it like that suck its warmth it's like some sort of horrible euphemism she sucked his warmth like oh. Oh, I take it all back forget it you guys are right to hate us this is why we don't have any new reviews <laughs> toodaloo motherfuckers bye guys <laughs> Spoiled Network Podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.